News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you till the top of the hour. We've got a lot of stuff going on, jam-packed show, and I'm actually out of town as we're putting this together uh, down in uh, near Destin, Florida. So with the uh, with Greg and my kids and grandkids uh, taking a couple of days off, but back uh, be back later on this afternoon here in Louisville on Sunday. With me come from his office already this morning, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial. You can reach Randy directly on his phone line, 6450736. Good to have you here, Mr. Rocky. Also here, good morning, Bob. Good morning, Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone, Title, and Escrow. And you can reach Lee directly uh, at 6497964. We've got a lot of stuff going on. Let's get right to it. By the way, we're doing one of our COVID shows. And what that basically means is instead of taking your phone calls on the air, because we're limited in resources with this, email me questions. We'll repeat those questions to, in this case, Randy and Lee, and we'll get answers for them and for you. Uh, you can send those questions, bob at com. Put in the subject line radio question and put the question in the body of the email. All right, news making its way around uh, so far this week. Mortgage rates fell slightly this week, but not enough to light a fire under mortgage demands, total mortgage applications. And Randy, tell us if you've uh, seen this volume decreased 3.1% for the week. That's according to the Mortgage Bankers Association, their seasonally adjusted index. How are you seeing mortgage rates? Have they, even though interest rates dropped a little, have you seen a slowdown or speed up in mortgage applications? Yeah, I've seen a little slowdown, Bob. So uh, I think they're very accurate on those numbers. And, um, you know, and the, and the other thing is, to a certain extent, and I think you'll probably elaborate on this, is there is some, not not all, but there is some frustration on people trying to find a home. It's 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 uh it's still uh, a pretty challenging task. You know, you're reading my mind, and uh, good for you, because the story is that home buyers are feeling pretty discouraged by the housing market these days. The latest Fannie Mae Home Purchase Settlement Index shows that uh, 35% of consumers believe now is a good time to buy a home. That's down from 47% in April. And those who believe it's a bad time to be a home buyer increased to 56% from 48%. And Lee, are you hearing concerns at the closing table and from the people you talk to about just the shortage of inventory and the, how difficult it is to find a home? Absolutely, all day long. Um, that's, you know, what I do a lot of answer a lot of legal calls for agents and brokers and buyers and sellers, and it changes over time. But the last few months, that's the only trainings I do, and that's the only calls I really get is, you know, how do we get our buyers offer up to the top? You know, what creative things can we do? The buyers are getting frustrated because, you know, they've, they've lost out on, you know, eight different homes so far or whatnot. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's, it, yes, it's, it's, it's a problem. Yeah. Talk, yes. Yeah. So just FYI to make matters worse to some level, uh, the, the problem with the lumber is continuing lumber industry veteran Kyle Little told this past week, CNBC, that it's a, a sensible decision to hold off on beginning the discretionary building projects due to high wood costs. The job that would have come up now, he says, the prices have tripled and quadrupled, and he says we do not 
expect to see relief for at least the next six to 12 months. Although prices are going to come down, it may be as much as 24 to 30 months before we see them come down, but he does not expect those lumber prices to ever come back to where they were pre-pandemic. That, that's a big concern for, I'm sure, everybody who is listening right now. Moving on, let's move to uh, VA loan. So we know there's a conventional loan, there's an FHA loan, and then there's a VA loan. And Randy, I wanna throw this into your lap here. Can we go through what the key elements are I know the first one, I'll re- bring up the topic. You come up with, the, give us kind of an idea. One of the advantages, and of course, a VA loan is a veteran administration loan uh, for veterans, the folks who have served their country, um, both men and women. No down payment is the first one. And that's a big plus, right, Randy? Yes, uh, no down payment, um, no PMI, and the best rates on the market. So uh, VA has done a great job helping the veterans in, in that scenario and buying a home. One of the other things is that uh, the, scre- the credit score that's required is more lenient. You got a rundown of what a, a vet can need for a, a VA loan in terms of a credit score? Yes, you don't have it. It's called HIT. So as you know, in conventional, uh, when you get in the, you know, below the 660 mark, then you go into FHA, uh, uh, which has higher private mortgage insurance. Uh, and you, you can go 660 to 620 and FHA really go down to 580, but the 620 is kind of the market. Um, uh, VA, you can go down to 620 and get is, uh, just an incredible credit. Uh, I mean, it's just an incredible rate at 620. While we're talking about VA loans, Lee and Randy, one of the things we've talked about in the past on this show, and it continues to be a concern for buyers and for buyers agents is when a buyer wants to use an FHA loan. The concerns are from a seller's perspective that the buyer isn't qualified enough to be able to use a conventional loan. Randy, anything that you can add to the ability of a buyer to use an FHA loan and get a purchase of a home because we're seeing a lot of frustrated buyers who are qualified for FHA, but no more than that. Well, you know, that's a, that's a great topic. Uh, um, it, 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 what, what has happened, Bob is, you know, FHA back in the 80s and 90s was very difficult to do. Uh, there were a lot more restrictions on, you know, downspouts and bushes. And uh, I mean, there was a whole plethora of things that mm-hmm. you would have to do to close the loan and and uh, close the purchase. And that's all gone away. And sincerely, and I know that a lot of people uh, don't understand this, but an FHA loan is just as easy to close. As a, as a conforming loan. They're both very similar now. There's uh, When you get into a little bit more particular area, it's called a USDA loan, which is out in in uh, rural areas, and, and that has a lot less private mortgage insurance. But as far as that, it really, which is the biggest portion of the United States, and FHA and conventional are very similar products now as far as appraisal, closing, all the above. Yeah, and I think the problem is that there is a stigma that surrounds yes. an FHA loan. And Lee, from the standpoint of all of us in this industry who are taught to respect everybody who we deal with, work with, there appears that sometimes it is a problem where, and you speak to this from um, an ethical standpoint, where the folks who are qualified for FHA loans 
could be discriminated against just because they are qualified for an FHA loan. Your thoughts? You know, that, that's possible, but it does, you know, it's, it's really, I kind of agree with Randy that there might have been a stigma, but the, that stigma really shouldn't be there anymore because, you know, it's, it's just one of the loans that's out there that people can get, um, you know, and you might, you might be actually uh, doing a different product and your lender might say, hey, go for FHA, it's got a better deal for you or, or better terms for you yeah. uh, under these circumstances. So yeah, I don't think anybody out there should be telling a seller if you are presented with an offer from someone and it says on the contract that it's going to be an FHA loan. I don't think they should be able to presume or or should advise their sellers to presume that that person is less financially qualified or anything like that because it's just a, a product that's on the market that you know is available for people to access. Yeah, totally agree. But the, the fact is, it's out there. There's concern. We hear it. And my goal by discussing it is maybe to put the fears of any seller who's yeah. dealing with an FHA loan aside. In fact, you could always reach out. And we've actually had this done to reach out to Randy and he can discuss with you the good and the bad if there is a bad to the FHA loan. And Lee as well can help you with that. So let's move on. Homeowners are bracing for severe weather this season. Listen, let's face it, uh, the rain this uh, past week was uh, pretty heavy on a couple of days. And now apparently 68% of about 1,000 adults recently survey say they are considering the potential severe weather events when moving to a new place. Luckily, Louisville, we haven't seen uh, tornadoes, uh, hurricanes. We've had some severe winds that uh, jumped off from uh, hurricanes. We've had a couple of tornadoes in the past. Earthquakes, luckily, we really haven't had anything. I remember 10 or 15 years ago with this early morning shaking a little bit of an earthquake. But for the Louisville area, I think you both agree we're, we're in pretty good shape weather-wise as it stands. Yeah. I mean, yes. the only thing we really ever have is a tornado here and there, but, you know, <laughs> we've had that for a long time. So, yeah, that's very well. true. It, it's always, but I, when you compare, I'm, again, I'm down in uh, just about Destin, Florida, just off uh, the coast here. And they, I'm watching, uh, one of the things I love doing is going around looking at home construction. And one of the things I've noticed is most of the homes that are being built down here are being built with concrete block and concrete. There's no, very few wood stick homes being built because of that potential for hurricanes coming in and knocking everything down. Incidentally, if you're thinking about buying a home or selling a home, now's a great time. And if you want to see what sellers are saying about our team, you can head to LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. That'll give you kind of an insight as to what we do. It gives some background. These are some of our sellers talking about the, the, uh, the process. And also, you can go to LouisvilleZillow.com. Those are Zillow reviews that uh, we're pretty proud of, but they're all coming from our clients, both buyers and sellers. We're going to take a break. When we come back, three renovations that can help you sell your home faster. That's coming back when uh, we take, come after this break. We want to thank, and we'll bring him back afterwards, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial, 6450736. Also, Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone Title and Escrow at 6497964. You can reach me anytime if you're looking to sell or buy. We have got a bunch of agents who can help you with the buy side. I'll help you with the sell side. You can reach me at 376-5483. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Need a home loan or refinancing? 
you need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. This is Lee Harris, owner and attorney at Limestone Title and Escrow here in Louisville, Kentucky. We are an experienced team of processors and attorneys who will be happy to help you with your closing needs. We are known for our flexible closing times. We're open to nights and weekends, whatever suits you or your clients. We can help you provide a smooth and quick closing and help with difficult situations based upon our history of expertise and experience in closings. Call us anytime at 502-632-2277. Shopping for a home? The place to start is Remax Properties East. Experienced, caring, top producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at Remax Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I'm constantly asked by news sources how to best navigate today's real estate market. I call the brightest agents in the business to get their input. Hi, Bob. What's going on in Louisville? Hi, Barbara. The Louisville real estate market is hotter than we've ever seen it. I'm so happy to hear that. With our exclusive marketing plan, we can get sellers top dollar right now. Get the best advice from my friend, Bob Sekoler. Go to WeSellLouisville.com. Be safe and smart. News Radio 840 WHS, Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show. Thank you, Barbara Corcoran, my mentor and friend uh, of Shark Tank fame. If you want to reach me about getting your home on the market and sold, you can call 376-5483. That's 502-376-5483. Day or night, weekends as well. Here with us as well, continuing to the top of the hour, Randy Rocky Swan Financial at 645-0736. And Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone Title and Escrow at 649-7964. Incidentally, my son Greg is here in Florida with us, but he's outside watching the kids uh, in the swimming pool. It's part of this deal (laughs) that we we rented down here, so that's why he's not on the show. (laughs) Uh, If you are wondering, what can you do to fix up your home to help it sell faster in this market? A couple of three renovations that I think will help you. First of all, a kitchen. A dated kitchen is one of the biggest turnoffs for a potential home buyer. A kitchen that's been renovated using quality materials often draws people in and causes them to overlook other potential floors. Therefore, a kitchen renovation can be a great investment to make you to make before you sell a home. By the way, I've always said kitchens and master bathrooms, the two main things that help your home sell faster. Also a roof, and since the roof is rarely seen except when you're coming and going from the house, it might not seem like the best place to spend your renovation dollars. However, if you can state on your home's listing that the roof was recently replaced or new, you may gain more interest, potentially helping you to sell your property, not only more quickly, but for more money. And then the bathroom, as I mentioned, moving Back inside, a bathroom renovation is a great way to maximize the effectiveness of your remodeling budget. 
And after all, no one wants to feel like they're living in someone else's dirt in a bathroom. So those are the three things I would highly suggest that you think about. If you are thinking about selling in the next three, four, five years, it'll help you get going, but get them done sooner than later, get on the books because a lot of the renovation companies are slam packed with uh, people who want to get these things done. All right, to the questions that we've got. So uh, Lee, this first one is for you uh, from uh, Betsy is saying an inspector inspected her home. A window in the garage was broken. In the meantime, the buyer wants out of the contract. So Betsy is saying she won't release that contract until the window is fixed. From a legal perspective, your thoughts. Okay, well, um, luckily for Betsy, this is addressed actually in the uh, Louisville Realtors contract. It basically states that if there's any damage uh, by the inspector, um, then if the buyer doesn't purchase the property for any reason, the buyer shall pay the seller for the full cost of repair or replace the damaged item themselves. Um, so she's got that in the contractual language that already exists. Um, it, it, that also survives the closing if there is a closing, if, if, uh, and, and it can be enforced even if the parties release the contract. So she's got it from all a angles. What she could do, I guess, uh, in order to have the money in hand, is to you know negotiate the release but take out the money that would fix the window or say to the buyer as i guess she has which is you know fine i'll release you but before i sign the paperwork i want you to send a professional out here to get it fixed but it is contractual it's not debatable she's entitled to have that fixed by the buyer whether they close or not so the question then i've got for you on behalf of uh, and all other listing and buying agents is doesn't the inspector hold some part of this to get this done because they're the one who broke it? Sure. Um, yes. Contractually between the buyer and seller, it's the buyer's responsibility to make sure this gets paid for and fixed. But certainly that buyer does have a contractual relationship with their inspector. And if the inspector is the one who actually broke it, that absolutely the buyer should go to that inspector and say, I had to pay $100 to get this window fixed or whatnot. And, or go straight to them and say, why don't you send someone out there to fix it? Um, but the, the, what you call privity of contract is between the buyer and seller and then between the buyer and inspector. So if the inspector is willing to go ahead and do it, that's great. But if not, then the buyer could, could go out of pocket and then get the inspector to reimburse them. Let me, let me turn this, Lee, a little bit on, on the ear of uh, the question and ask you, let's say a buyer agent and a buyer are walking through a home and the buyer accidentally break something in the home. So who's responsible for it then if the seller comes home and finds something broken in their house? Um, well, if the buyer ac actually broke something, then it would be the buyer's responsibility, you know, to, to have that, to pay for that to be fixed. Um, if it was something that was negligent on the part of the seller, then there's their homeowner's insurance could take care of it. For example, um, you know, if they if they left something out in the floor and and, you know, it got tripped over and therefore it got broken, that would be negligent because they knew someone was coming in their home. But if the mm -hmm. buyer simply just broke something, you know, on the, on the showing, then um, the, the sellers, homeowners would probably still cover it. But it doesn't mean that they couldn't uh, recover from the buyer for breaking something in their home if they were not negligent in having it broken. That's why the buyer's agent, of course, is watching the buyer. And if the buyer right. has kids with them, unfortunately, if the buyer refuses to pay for it or says, no, my kid didn't do that, we got a catch-22 scenario here, which I'm not sure is going to end well for anybody. 
Right. That's yeah. true. And yeah. it, it has happened. I know. I heard of a situation one time. I heard of a situation one time where the people pushed the um, they pushed the door open to the dining room and knocked over the entire um, uh, you know, china cabinet. Oh no! So when the sellers came home, their china was all broken. So they weren't very happy about that. How do, was that? Re- <laughs> do you know how it was remedied? Because that that's they, yeah, they got the money from their homeowners, but they sought oh. it back from the buyers. Oh, boy. Well, yeah. all right. We move on. Uh, this is for Randy. Amy writes in because of health circumstances. She doesn't have a lot of money, um, and she's put a lot of her charges and bills on her credit cards, uh, and now the, the credit cards are eating her oh. alive. And she's lived in her house 25 years. I suspect she's got some equity there, Randy. And can, she's asking, can she refinance and use some of that money that she has in her house to pay off those credit card bills? Or as she says, is there another option that she should explore? Randy? I think absolutely. Uh, right now with rates being low is to uh, uh, do debt consolidation, which I do a lot of, and uh, get that low fixed rate rather than paying, you know, 21%. Now you're, you know, NMLS number 26362, you're paying about, you know, an APR rate of somewhere around, the, in the low threes or high twos, and uh, that's a that is the, the absolutely that is the solution. Yes. Will she run into a problem, Randy? If her credit rating is low because she's got so much debt, how do you handle something like that? If that's the case, we can't put them in credit repair, uh, um, and that does happen sometimes. But most of the time, there we have some avenues to um, uh, go ahead and get them refinanced. While we're talking about that, for everybody who's listening who may be renting a home or has friends or kids who are renting who want to buy, I read a report this past week that there are so many people who would much rather be buying than renting. But right now, one, they may not be able to find a home, and that will pass. It shall pass. Uh, But two, their credit may be in the dumper or they've got a lot of bills. We should point out credit repair is a valuable option for anybody who needs to do some work on their credit, correct? That is correct. Um, uh, it, it is a very viable option. It's just the one thing that has happened in the past and it's been very challenging is people executing what the credit repair specialist tells them to do. And I can't emphasize enough. They're, they're doing that for a reason to help you improve your credit score. So please follow what they, they ask you to do. And, uh, you know, everything usually works out very well. Okay, we move on. Lee, for you. Yes. Arnie is uh, a buyer, and he wants to be at the house he's buying during the inspection. Arnie's agent apparently is not going to be there, and the seller's agent is suggesting that Arnie, as the buyer and his family, not be in the home while the inspector is doing the inspection. And Arnie's wondering, well, what, how will I know about the home if I'm not allowed to be in the home when the home is being inspected? So we actually have two questions about that this week. So we'll, we'll start with this one and then we'll move on to the other one. Lee, what, what are your thoughts to tell Arnie about being in the home if their agent, the bar agent is not there while it's being inspected? Well, my thoughts are this, um, that I can understand that Arnie would want to be there because um, you know, your inspector is there to advise you on the things they're finding and, and explain some things to you that you might want to ask for as far as repairs. And I would feel uncomfortable, I think, as well, if I wasn't able to attend. Um, it's much less of a legal issue than it is a uh, contractual liability issue. 
So I think what they, uh, if, the, if the buyer's agent cannot be there to sort of, as you say before, watch over and make, make sure, you know, nothing's disturbed or, you know, um, you know, do their um, due diligence to watch, you know, the kids and all of that, then I think what they need is just some kind of agreement between the buyer and seller that the seller understands the buyer is going to be there with the inspector and that, um, you know, unfortunately the buyer's agent cannot attend, but that um, they are in agreement that the, that the buyer can, can participate. So is there any paperwork on our, on our systems at the Greater Louisville Association of Realtors that has that type of language in place that would allow the, uh, the seller to be there and if the buyer does something, breaks something, that the buyer is responsible? Or would a, an attorney like yourself have to write something like that? Yeah, there's not, there's not really anything already drawn up because typically the agents will be there or the agent will be there. Um, but certainly, you know, I can draft something for them or certainly the agent could, could do an addendum. You know, the buyer's agent could send an addendum over or an email over that the, that the parties can agree to. Um, and, you know, come to that agreement uh, in writing. Got it. Among the parties, yes. So let me move it forward here. Another question on a similar note is that a seller's father is ill and living in the home that just sold. The buyers want the sellers out of the house while the inspection is going on, but the seller's father cannot move. He's on oxygen. So this creates a whole new set of circumstances. Is it required or is it needed for the sellers not to be home when an inspection is going on if the buyers want the sellers not to be home? Um, yeah, it's still the seller's home, uh, even though they are under contract and even though the buyers have rights to come in there under the inspection language. If, if there is a circumstance where they just cannot reasonably be out, if the, the father can't be out or the family can't be out because he's there, then it, it's still their home and they certainly have the right to stay. Um, you know, and I think again, maybe just an email saying, hey, we'll stay out of your hair. Uh, you all do your inspections. We're not gonna try to bother you, but because of, uh, you know, this health issue, uh, it will not be completely vacant when you're present and, you know, our father needs to be here. And I think that's reasonable on both sides. It sounds reasonable. There is concern though from buyers that if the seller is home or a relative of the seller is home, the concern generally is that the seller may try to influence the inspector. Oh, this is just brand new or this would distract the inspector. Not saying that that's going to happen, but that is a concern that I've heard sure. from buyers Absolutely. if a seller is home, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and typically buyers don't want the seller there for that reason, or because they feel like the inspector can be much more open about issues if, sitting there listening to them, you know, talk about their home that they still currently own. Um, but perhaps part of that agreement, because the seller is the one asking for this, is part of that agreement will be that the seller will not communicate with the inspector mm -hmm. while they are present. You know, but, they, will, they will simply stay in that room wherever the father has to be, and they will not communicate with the buyer's inspector. And what I hear you saying is work this out ahead of time, make sure everybody is on, right. on the same page Absolutely. before it happens. Yeah, yeah. they got you. Randy, last, last question from you. We are talking about um, interest rates are hovering right now in, and I'll say it's somewhere of the low threes to high twos, more like the low threes. Lumber prices are way, way up. And there are a lot of people who are wondering if they're going to build, do they wait for lumber prices to go down and interest rates to take a gamble on them not going too terribly high or do they bite the bullet 
build a new house with lumber prices the way they are, pay the extra dollars for the lumber to build the house, but get a lower interest rate. Have you got any suggestions to everybody who's listening on that? Yes, that, that, that's a great question. Again, I, the, the, um, in my opinion, you go ahead and build. And uh, a couple of reasons why, you know, if inflation keeps going like it's going to, uh, I think it's only going to get higher. And obviously the value of the dollar drops and, you know, owning an actual real asset like a piece of property or gold or things of that nature, it comes into play even more. It's more significant. So, uh, and I don't think interest rates are going to go much lower and I think they got a chance to go higher. So with that being said, I think that, I think you go ahead and build the home. Good, good stuff. All right. I think that's, that makes a lot of sense. We are out of time, believe it or not. My thanks to Lee Harris, who is legal counsel over at Limestone Title and Escrow. We love her dearly because all of us as agents uh, go to her whenever we have a problem or concern or question. You can reach Lee for yourself at 649-7964. Thanks, Lee. Also, Thank Randy Rocky, his team over at Swan does a phenomenal job, Swan Financial. And you can reach Randy at 645-0736. Thanks for being there, Randy. And again, if you are looking to sell your home, this is now the perfect time. If you are thinking we can help you, call me today if you want on my cell phone, 376-5483. We will see you next Sunday, 8.30 a.m. on News Radio 840 WHAS.